0: Laws and customs for uh, Hanukkah as we're getting closer to Hanukkah. So, generally speaking, you know, a lot of people uh, have the tradition to have a beautiful Hanukkah menorah. Generally, we know that whenever you do a mitzvah, we should do a mitzvah in the most beautiful way. Uh, there is actually a verse that states, that says, Ze Van Veyu. we read that verse in the uh, song that we say every morning in the az Yashir. We say, Zekeli, this is my God, and I will beautify him. Which means that whenever we do a mitzvah, we don't just do it the least, we do it in the best way possible, to give uh, and show our appreciation and do it in the most perfect way. So. It is a tradition to uh, some people to have a beautiful Chanukkiah, a beautiful Chanukah menorah. Although, uh, it is said here that the Rebbe himself would have a very simple menorah. It was uh, not any fancy uh, silver or anything else, a very simple menorah. That's what it says here. Now, I'm going to assume that the Rebbe's menorah, again I have no idea, I'm just uh, top of my head that the Rebbe probably inherited it, either from a home or from a Rebbe or something. So it didn't matter to him. To him the beauty was the menorah that he was using. It was the value, not so much the external value. Perhaps the menorah that he was using uh, came from when people couldn't afford, it was like in difficult times, sometimes, you know, due to the time. So it had value. The other thing is, you know, um like on sukkas, the whole world and from the Talmud has a tradition to put up uh beautiful decorations for the sukkah, which would be for the same reason to make the mitzvah beautiful. But in Chabad we keep the walls simple in a way we say the beauties and the simplicity, not you know, not as they say, not ongipachket. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sometimes the beauty is in the wall itself. I'm not sure whatever the reasoning is, but it just brings down over here that the Rebbe's menorah was a very simple menorah. It wasn't a fancy menorah. I'm assuming that it wasn't out of silver. It was just a plain menorah. And the other thing is that in various Rebbe's uh, homes and other Hasidic courts, they make a, a, a big production of the lighting of the menorah in their home, where all the Hasidim come, and they participate. It's become a, like a major a public event, but in the Chabad tradition, the uh, lighting of the menorah in the house of the Rebbe was done in a very private way. Notwithstanding the fact that the Rebbe introduced this concept of Persum Nisa to have these public menorah lightings, that is one thing, but the Rebbe's menorah lighting himself was sort of a private event and wasn't attended by the public. Um, it's also uh, traditional, especially in the uh, later times, to have even the smallest of children lighting the Hanukkah menorah, giving them an opportunity for the boys to light the, uh, the Hanukkah menorah for them themselves. Now, as far as the girls and women in general, you know, so this, you know, the Rebbe always encouraged to increase in light, uh, or the Rebbe wanted to get as early as possible, get people involved with some mitzvahs, then there we have a good chance that they will continue to do so. If we don't start them out young, sometimes, you know, we may lose opportunities. So, the Rebbe was always for increasing, getting people to involved in the mitzvah as early as possible. So, start them out young, get them involved, let them bring light, let them... Feel enthusiastic, let them feel excited about, about the mitzvah. Now, notwithstanding the fact that the Rebbe's lighting was done privately, that's only the Rebbe and Chasidin, but within your own home, the whole mitzvah is to gather the home and the family members. You make it an exciting event. If without if your whole family is sleeping, if you come home very late at night and the family is sleeping, there's a problem with making a bracha. You can't even make a blessing because part of the mitzvah is to have people participate in the in the lighting of the menorah you want it to be included. so this doesn't take away from trying to make the, the joy and the uh, part of it of uh, uh, an event for everybody to be part of um, there is a whole question about should girls should women light their own menorah because technically, the mitzvah of Hanukkah is equal for men and women because the women were actually a part. a matter of fact, women took a uh, major role. It was actually uh, Yehudis that went and fed the general cheese, and then she uh, huh?
1: I think the general's name is Sarah.
0: Yeah, what the, the name?
1: Yeah.
0: And 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 she cut off his head, and then that was the beginning of the end of their um, and they that's helped the war so they were they were involved so the mitzvahs apply equally to the men and women however the women fulfilled their obligations through their fathers lighting and the women fulfilled through their husbands lighting but it doesn't mean that they're not obligated to do so. So if there is no husband for some reason, or he doesn't do it, or whatever, it is an obligation for the women to do it. Um, the um, the um, the Rebbe spoke sometimes about again along those lines of having girls also participate in the lighting of the Hanukkah Menorah um, and that would go along with the Rebbe's view getting everybody involved and we know of course with the Shabbos scandals, the Rebbe had even very young girls do it uh, and sometimes the Rebbe would encourage and say but in practical terms it never really, the Rebbe do, didn't seem to change the traditions. tradition still remained in the Chabad that the girls do not the girls and women do not light their own menorah but rather they fulfill their obligation with the other people uh, Originally, the custom to begin with, even for everybody, was to light one light every night for the whole family. It later on became this tradition, this is even in the Talmud, to increase every day an additional light, and also to uh, have each one of the family members light their own light. So you can definitely fulfill your obligation through somebody else, but the women and the girls fulfill their obligation through their parents or through their... Husbands, and if there is no husband, they have to definitely light their own. Now, yeah? If
1: there's multiple people not each one light
0: their own menorah? Have, no, yes. Besides, what again, Chabad tradition, not the women and not the girls. That's in the Chabad tradition. Now, uh, it is relates over here that when the Rebbe Rashab would leave uh, his home before Hanukkah, uh, he would instruct his wife, we were talking about her her yard side is on the sixteenth day of uh, of, of Tavis, right? We, we talked about uh, on the fifteenth day of Tevis. or whatever. And you know she's the so he would tell his wife that she should light her own Um uh, but for some reason he told her that the blessing she should hear from the men and say Amen, even though but she, she could light. say she should light. That's not so clear why he actually told her to make the bracha. That was the fact. We don't know exactly why he told her, because generally if you can make the bracha yourself and you're doing the mitzvah, you shouldn't listen to somebody else. You should do your own bracha. That's the general rule. But in this case, he told her not to... Uh, not to say the bracha, she fulfilled her obligation by listening to the bracha somebody else. So it's not clear what we'd be doing if women liked the menorah. Certainly, if they don't have anybody to hear from, they would make their own bracha. That goes without saying.
1: Rabbi, on Saturday morning, when the husband says the kiddush, that's similar. It's, it's for everyone in the family. Correct?
0: That's true. Kiddush, yeah. Yeah, <coughs> kiddush. yeah but in that case, the women cannot Fulfill the obligation of men to make the kiddush instead of the men, but that's another discussion. Will it because the, their obligation of the of the men is more than the women, and therefore the women cannot really fulfill the obligation of the men. The men should make the, <laughs> the men should be the ones making kiddush for men. We're talking about men and women. The women can make kiddush for for women, but not for men. Oh no, I know that. Okay, all right, but that's another that's another discussion. So let's go weiter over here. Um, the, uh, the placement of the Hanukkiah, the placement of the uh, menorah, so you put it on a chair, I guess, or something, a chair, or something which is beyond three Tvachim, three hand breasts. You don't want it to be, below three Tvachim is considered to be on the ground. You don't want it to be on the ground. It has to be at least three Tvachim high. Uh, there are some people... That wanted to be seven tefachim. I mean, a little bit higher up, so that it should be more, or that it should be close to three tefachim. There's various different uh, views, but we we don't care as long as it's above three tefachim, but not beyond ten tefachim. It should be from between three and ten tefachim. That is the right height, the right how, the right height (laughs) out here. That's because yeah, it says between. Twenty-four to eighty centimeters. What is that in inches? Okay, but that's but what it says here. Yeah. Like a
1: dining room table would be an average height. Yeah,
0: a dining room table, which should be okay, yeah. uh, doesn't have height. ten fucking Would go up usually. Would go up to your waist approximately. In an uh, average person, about it's about up to your waist so it's about is about ten Table is fine. Table should be fine, but even though it says you're a chair, because in the most cases the chair is like somewhere in the in between. In between, you know, when you have on uh, uh, when you have a shiva home, God forbid, yeah. Then you sit on a low chair, which is uh, lower than three to right. That's why because. They have to sit on the ground. You're not allowed to sit on the chair. So if it's lower than three Tzvachim, it's considered on the ground. Oh, okay. That's why we don't want the menorah to low. be below three Tzvachim. We don't want it to be on the ground. That's why you need at least three Um on the, on the uh, And you usually you put the shamas, the uh, one not that... Li- anyway. A little bit higher. A little bit higher than the lamps. You put it a little higher. Sometimes people put it a little bit to the side, which means... Not necessarily higher, but a little bit of way. Like if you have the candles yeah, on, on the, one
1: line, depends how it's made.
0: Yeah, depends yeah, how it's made. But sometimes people will put it in a way not necessarily. It has to be distinct. It has right. to be distinct. Right. So that's not part of the part of red, red of red. the lighting, but it's either higher. Most, usually it's higher or separated uh, as as to see separate. Um, now there yeah. I just
1: think the concept of servant. You'd think would be lower
0: unless it's an honorary title. The uh, shamas serves actually two purposes, basically. Uh, one purpose is that it serves as the actual lighter, because it lights. That's one purpose. So you want to light with something else. You don't want to use the mitzvah itself. You don't want to light. You, you can't use the light of the actual Chanukah light to light something else. Let's say uh, somebody wants to smoke. Oh, well, you know, they'll smoke anyway. You can't do an Avera with, the, <laughs> with light. But if somebody wants to light a match to take, get some fire there, you can't put it to the Hanukkah menorah because that's designated for a mitzvah. You don't want to use it for anything Have else. All
1: of it. What? Even the Shams.
0: No? Okay, no, the, no, the, the no, said yeah, That's the purpose. Actually, okay, the shammes. The
1: shamas. candles themselves are the purpose. Is just to light the just candles. Just
0: to light the can- That's the mitzvah in the candles. Right. So you don't want to use them for anything else. So you don't even want to use them to light the other menorahs. You just want them to be lit. No, They're the one that's course. lit. That's why we have the shamas. The right. shamas lights the other ones. Right. Then there's another. In the old days, especially today, we have light. We have electricity, so there's not a problem. But in the olden days, you know, light was a problem, so they used to get the light by lighting candles. So. If people would just use the uh, light of the menorah as their light, that would be uh, deceiving the purpose. You couldn't tell that you're lighting it for the mitzvah. Then you would see just to bring light. So the law is that you're not allowed to use the light of the of the menorah to count money or to see to or to, hit, light to light a room up. You can't use it for that because then you're using it for regular light. You can't tell that it's for the mitzvah and. But the thing is, it's difficult to uh, uh, not to use it if it's there. So you put the shamus, so you have another light. So in case you're going to use it, you'll be using the light of light the shamus. So yeah, that's, that's the reason why the shamus would be a little higher, and it will be even though it serves the other one because it's meant to be the one that is shedding the light, so that you don't use the other the other lights from the other from from the lamps. Now, uh, generally speaking. Um, the menorah needs to be in its place uh, where you're going to keep it. In other words, you can't um, light the menorah in the kitchen and then put it down on the chair. You have to light it where it's going to stay. So, because the uh, part of the mitzvah is to placing it in the right place, that's the mitzvah. If you make a bracha in one place, and you move it, so then you've sort of not made the bracha for placing it there. We want you to have it right in that place. So, uh, generally speaking, you you light the menorah in the position where the menorah already is. You don't bring it to yourself and then put it there, uh, and but you light it in the place where it belongs. Now, it, it did happen that um, the Rebbe, maybe, was in a, 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 a wheel. One of the rabbis doesn't say was either in a wheelchair or sometimes he couldn't get. They needed to bring the menorah close to the rebbe uh, so that he should be able to light. He couldn't actually get to the light. They brought it close to him, so they would bring it to him and they would place it down in its place, and he would make the bracha. He lied by himself to make the bracha. So it seems like this little bit of movement in that case was something which was okay to make the bracha. Those even if, under those circumstances. Under those circumstances, and it was just a little bit of a movement versus, you know, saying, going from another place he totally. Wasn't, he was the
1: one that made the bracha, wasn't the one that was moving it either.
0: That's, that's correct, but it doesn't matter. But once okay. it's moved, it's moved, whoever is making So technically, you have to light it where the candles are laying. But in those circumstances, and I guess the movement doesn't say it was not really that much, so that was uh, okay. And he did make the bracha and did light. But that's, that's just some of the uh, facts that took, took place. And um, I mean, yeah, one has to uh, just ask a competent rabbi, you know, if it should be, God forbid, such a situation yeah, where yeah. you can't light it in place. Just to make sure that you're doing the right thing. Could um,
1: we look up Sh- whatever that term was, for, what? The, for the height? Could we see what it means in English?
0: Not now. Okay. We we don't light the uh, Hanukkah candle uh, from another Hanukkah light, which means we use the shamas, as right. I said
1: before. That's what you said.
0: Yeah. But we said. But you either use the shamas or. You can actually light another, uh, uh, from another candle. We don't necessarily have to have a shamus with the, you know, if, if you, you know, shamus is better. Like I said, it's, it's, it's meant, technically, if you use the shamus, you can light the candles and blow it out. But like I said, we want to make sure if you're going to use the light, you're not going to be using the light of the lamps, but you're going to use the light of the shamus. And that's why... Uh, we don't use, we, uh, we, we keep the shamash going. So now there's a general tradition. We know part of the mitzvah is to put it at the entrance of the door. So the right way, the way they do it in, in other places, like they would put it in the front door when people. Why the door? okay so the door the door is the entrance to your home so that people can tell that this is a a a home you know if you were going to put it away so people can tell by the door so everybody has an obligation to light the menorah so you put it in the entrance of your door so it's your home and you put it on the outside because you're trying to illuminate the outside you're trying to publicize the miracle so you put it at the entrance of your door on the outside that's the that would be the normal, that would be the usual way uh, from the Gemara to do so. Now I saw it, like in Israel, they have like these glass uh, enclosures because of the weather and things like that so that the people can see from the outside. But it's not very practical in, 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 during the weather to light menorahs outside by your door. It doesn't right. matter. So what people, it doesn't really work. So what people do, uh, they put the light by the window. And they have the, uh, the, the uh, uh, menorah publicized through the window when people see um, by the light. But the Chabad tradition, or the minig of the Rebbes, was uh, to put the, uh, la- the lights by the door, not by the window. Um, and the way you put it, you put it on the left-hand side, so that you have the is always on your right-hand side, and this would be on the other side, so you have, uh, surrounded with mitzvahs, you have the mezuzah on the right, and you have the, the uh, lamp of Hanukkah on the left, and then you come in, you're surrounded right. with mitzvahs. You have a mezuzah, and you have a, a, a menorah on the side. Now, uh, the Rebbe explained that some... At some topic. I mean, why don't we put it really by the window when we see most of the world puts it by the window? Why do we put it uh, by the door, uh, different? The Rebbe explained that, uh, it was an interesting explanation, but the Rebbe explained sort of that in the olden days, the way they would have the uh, menorahs, this was built, that was it manufactured. I'm not sure why they had to do it, but the way they did it was, it had a wall behind it, like there was. The, like we have those menorahs today. Like you have a back, oh, yeah. and then you have a lighting. Right. So the Rebbe said people were faced with a issue how to place the menorah. If they're going to place it facing the window... You won't see the light. No, then, then they're not going to be taken away from the home, so we're not going to see the house. If they're going to face the other way, they're not going to see it on the, on, on the outside. So they started putting it by the door, because by the door at least you have the benefit that you have between the mezuzah on one side, and and, and and the Chanukah the other side, so that was the better option. But once that has been already the way it was done, it remained that way. So it already stayed that they put the menorah by the door versus putting it by the uh, by the window. The
1: other, it's not just Chabad; the other groups do it by doorways also.
0: Also, yeah. But if you go in the like in Chanukah, you'll see most of the. I think what? most of the people do put it by the window. Most of the people,
1: no. Yeah, or maybe, yeah, yeah. those are the ones
0: you see. <laughs> the, <laughs> the ones you see is the ones that put it. The
1: ones that plug into the wall. Ah, okay. put the window. Because a lot of but people are very leery. by our kitchen window. people window sill. Yeah, A lot, of, windows people. Yeah, but, no, a lot but, of people become leery with a flame and it gets near something, mm-hmm. something. It could be a problem. Also, so
0: I mean, I hope that, that that's not the reason. But that's one of the
1: reasons people do, you know, that's why they use the light.
0: Actually, in the time, the Talmud even tells us that there were times that the, uh, the decree was that the Jews are not allowed not put any light on altogether that's why they would light it put it on the table because they couldn't put it by the window because they had a rule that only the their the Goyish place is allowed to have light that day. Nobody else is allowed to have any light, oh, okay. so so they couldn't do it. So they couldn't do it. So they had to do it inside. That was another thing. Is so. But I'm saying I'm hoping that today, Baruch Hashem, we could put it on the outside. Maybe some people don't want to identify, say that they're Jewish, so they're not going to put it by the window. Okay. So they don't want to. They don't want people to to be well, thinking. Actually, I if don't
1: know. You drive around the town, you see people have the ones that lit with the bulbs in the yeah. windows. They use. Produces to, to signify. Okay,
0: no, no. Okay, so, but, anyways, this is the, this is the Chabad tradition. Now, the place, the right place to to put the 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 menorah is in a place where you live on a regular basis, which is your home. So, uh, let's say um, if you are uh, going uh, to somebody else's home, uh, you know, uh, to eat or whatever, you're going to be there. Uh, then uh, you should go home, back home, and light over there. One should light at his own home, in his own place. Uh, in his time own isn't home. a
1: factor. With the on the yeah,
0: side. time may be a factor, uh, but as long as there's the night is there and there's people around, then you can do it at night when you get home, yeah. so you can do it later. So uh, the obligation is to have a place where you actually are, um, and uh, a dining room takes precedent to a bedroom. Let's say if you... You or should put it. You put it in a place where you eat. That's considered to be the main part of the house, the more permanent place of the house. Even though you spend more time maybe sleeping, sleeping <laughs> than you're eating, but you know, I mean, not everybody. Some of us <laughs> do a lot of eating, but <laughs> not necessarily the dining room. That's when we're uh, on the go. Yeah. Um, the um, the uh, the place uh, to put it is um, uh, now the. The question becomes, what do we do like with students or girls that dorm? Uh, if they dorm, let's say we live in a dormitory, and uh, there was the question uh, discussed a little bit over here about uh, where should they put the... Uh, there's various different views. Uh, some people say that they put it in the dining room, because that's where they eat, so everybody should light the menorah in the dining room. That's the moan, but others argue. That the dining room is not really there, that it's a communal place, so you can't tell. They should really put it in the place where they sleep, in their rooms, in the dormitory where they, where they sleep, because that is their space, so to speak. That's their space. So there's various different views where exactly one should place the menorah, whether to do it in the public dining room or do it in it's their... It's
1: not solely a bedroom either.
0: That's a kind of eating facility too. You think it is? Yeah, they,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they all have a little refrigerator. A little refrigerator,
0: <laughs> and they make it. Okay, yeah. that's a good point. And it's that not to study that, That's not a necessarily good. To study. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. okay. That's cool. how the
1: first time I found Chabad is when I was in college, and I went to something at BU that night, and they had the truck out on the street, and they would give uh, out these uh, full, menorahs with a box of candles. Yeah. yeah. That, that was what, 19, that was going back to, you
0: know, God, 19. It's, they 30, called 19 it a, that was called a,
1: a Sukkimobil. I don't know what it, I don't know if it was a Sukkimobil. Oh, it was a Hanukkah. Hanukkah, was Hanukkah. A, oh no, yeah, that yeah, was, it was a Hanukkah. It's like I'm they're sorry. right on Commonwealth Avenue. Right. They were just giving them
0: out, yeah, I'm sorry, now I thought for a second. Yeah,
1: so this was had been early, like, graduate college in 73, 74, so it was early 70s. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like he said, you never know what a uh, box of candles and a Hanukkah menorah on Kamal Avenue you can do. Uh, and um, so now, how do you place the menorah? How do you place the Hanukkiah? Uh You put it uh, near the um, doorway, the entranceway, right. um, and you actually put it close to the post, post. Nah, you don't have to hug that we don't get in a fire, but right, close right, to right. the post within the area, within the hollow area. Right. You open the door, or if it doesn't have a door, whatever, you know, That's you put it I right there.
1: It online,
0: yeah? And we don't really care whether the menorah is stationed from east to west or from north to south. Like in the shul, we said that over there it goes from, the east, from east on east south. the south side, but it goes from east to west. Right. That's the places, but at the home we don't care really which direction it goes. If it goes from north to south, east to west, doesn't matter as long as it's within the uh, within the doorway. Um, and again, what do children do? They have their own bedrooms, or I mean, what's their private room? Uh, it would probably. Uh, be advisable to make sure that there's no danger. I mean, in my own house, we don't have the children put, we never had the children put in their own rooms because you got to, for safety reasons, right. you know. Absolutely. Unfortunately, there were many uh, cases, which I know personally that people weren't careful or, you know, something, tragedies, resulted from this problem. Uh, um, you know, trying to do the mitzvah maybe too much in in a way. You have to. We try to keep all the um, lamps on one table in one area, of course, separate so you can tell that it's a separate uh, lighting, but not to have it separate. But here it says here that if it's safe to do so, and it is um, uh, better to have the children put it next to their own private room, which would be their the bedroom uh, uh, it's sort of also kind of a uh, dedication of the room like with, with the menorah giving it sanctity because you're lighting a menorah over there um, now we have to have the, l- l- the lights should be straight line right. not in a circle and so you also don't want it to go zigzag in, in and out no. you want it to go and also not one higher, one lower. Right. So basically straight in all directions. Straight row, on a straight line, straight row, not, not in a circle. Uh, and the determining here is not really what candle you have. The candles don't have to be the same. The flames have to be the same. If you, have to, if you go by the flames, the flames should be the same. It's kind of hard to to adjust it because you know especially when you burn those candles I guess there are certain the candles don't burn exactly the same That's Right. and I don't know there's probably other factors that they can take, go into consideration and second of all I'm going to assume that these especially those who light those little candles which are questionable because they, they don't burn long enough but it's you know it's 30 just minutes, right? yeah but yeah we'll see after the, in one minute we'll see how long But. The the problem is, as soon as you light them, they start to burn. That's right. And as soon as you light the other one, <laughs> you're gonna like get you a you're yeah. gonna get a light like this, not like that. But it says here that you have to have. I guess it has to be reasonable. You don't. Know, it doesn't be exactly. You know, it's just for yeah, the eye.
1: Like one, you get to the end. You get, yeah, one night. On
0: the eighth night, you're gonna be in trouble. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, there needs to be also a separation between one. Candle and the other candle, one lamp and the okay. other one. So you don't want the fires to touch each other. Touch each other to create a flame. Right. You want it to be a separate candle. Uh, that makes it into a madura, which is called, which is a flame. Uh, also, as mentioned, the family members should be separated, so that you should be able to tell that each one has his own menorah. You shouldn't be looking at as if it's all one. Chant over there all together. Um, and, as mentioned, also you light when it's already in place. And it should stay in place for as long that it has to burn. You want it to stay in the, in in its entirety, in, in that place. You don't want to get it, you don't want it to move around in but the once, middle.
1: Once it's all the candles burn out, then you can move it.
0: Yeah. Not only that, you can actually move it before but as long as, you could move it before, but you as long as the shear, this man, the time that you have covered it, the right time, it burnt for oh, long enough. Time. So then you can, as we'll learn in one second of how much you need to do this, we'll go quickly through here. Um, um, let me just see here for one second. There's the, when do we start lighting the, lights. Now you see various people do it differently, and again in our tradition, you wait after you have finished all the brachas, which the first night is three brachas, or the first time is three brachas, including Shekhi and all other nights is two brachas. You only start to light when you've finished all the brachas. Once you finish the brachas, then you start to light. And we use Olive oil, because that's the best way to do the mitzvah. The best way to do it is with olive oil. It's inexpensive today. You get also various different kinds of uh, of, of gadgets today. They sell you, makes life easier. You don't have to struggle. I mean, we used, it always used to be a struggle to get the wick exactly right. We used to do it out of uh, cotton, and and we had to twist them ourselves, and you know it was a whole production. It didn't work well. It didn't. But today they have for a couple of bucks. They give you ready-made everything, whichever way you want. All what you do is you crack the plastic and you put it in and you have it burning for you and that's it. It comes with the oil and with the wick in it and everything else. Really? But it's you know, like it's, like, sea it's sea sea. like everything else. It's like making Pesach in a hotel, you know? <laughs> you know, so you, what's the Pesach in a hotel? You know, you don't you don't clean. You just sell your house and you go away to a hotel, you, you, know? To crack the, you know. Like this you used to struggle. The mitzvah meant something. It was a whole production. Or it's like, you know, buying your chicken in the supermarket with the whole kosher extra instead of salting it and and soaking it and everything else will make life easier so (laughs) you don't have to worry but in any event we use olive oil and the shamus is made out of beeswax wax, and we start to place the candles on the right hand side of the menorah, and so when you start setting it up, uh, you place it on the right hand side, and then you add, but when you light the additional light every day, which means you go from left to right, you light from left to right, so you will always light the additional one First, course, yeah. well, you I will mean, place like. the new ones, you start from the right to the left to place the menorahs to prepare them, but then when you light, you would light from the, the day that you're lighting. The, the daylight, day. the first one. We do the Hanayers halolo, that's the special prayer following the lighting of the menorah. And that is done after we light all the candles. Again, I saw other traditions, people do it otherwise. We wait with the bracha before lighting, and we only say the after prayer after we've done all the lightings. And one should wait by the lamps for half an hour, not just light the menorah and run away, because part of it is the publicizing of the miracles. It's most fitting to have your family members around you discuss the miracle, discuss words of Torah, something about the holiday. And we uh, make sure that the candles burn for at least 50 uh, fifty minutes, yeah. um, which means technically, fifty minutes will get you if you light between Mincha and Ma'er, if You light after the uh, after sunset, so you'll get a half an hour into after the. Um the, the time, you know, technically the time is a half hour but 50 minutes will get you a half an hour after the stars come out, but it seems like we always do it for 50 minutes, we wait, we make, we make sure that it burns for 50 minutes we stay a half an hour, but we want to make sure that it burns at least for 50 minutes uh, after 50 minutes, fine, You don't, you don't have to you can even put it out if you want. You don't need to keep it. Uh, you don't need to keep it burning.
1: The candles you buy in the box. You look at the last. Hour. You don't get. They don't last half an, an hour. In the refrigerator, that helps keep them really
0: firmer. Okay, now uh, a lamp that has gone out within the time of its burning. Yeah. So you relight it, but you don't make another bracha. You make once the bracha. Technically, you fulfill the mitzvah. Had l'koy mitzvah. When you did the mitzvah, that's the ruling. There is a machloki, but the Ruling is that if you light it, you've done the mitzvah. But still, we want to make sure that it's lit, that it stays lit, and it stays lit for the half an hour. Uh, after it burnt for the the 50 minutes, or whatever time you're doing, if you do doing 50 minutes, so you are permitted to move the lamp while the lamps are still burning. You don't have to put them out, you can move it, then it's okay. They have to stay in the place only for the duration of the mitzvah. It's also um, uh, um, customary out of respect for the lamps not to do work in front of them. We don't do uh, work in front of the, uh, of the menorah. And uh, the, there is a debate. Uh, some people say that only women don't do work. At the time it's sort of similar to Rosh Chodesh, the women accepted upon themselves more than the men, but Rosh Chodesh, we have a reason because of the, they didn't participate in the Egal, but um, the, um, there is a debate whether it only applies to um, to women, or it also to men, but I think men don't like to work even when it's not. <laughs> 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 uh, so, yeah. So, in any event, but after it's already been the time, we can do work, but not to do it in front of the uh, not to do it in front of the candles. Um, and um, it's, um, um, it's 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 done during all the days of of, of Hanukkah. You know, he quotes her from the. That the by the Rebbe that um, that after um, waiting um, that after waiting by the candles, he sat down to learn uh, some Gemara. So it means that it's uh, yeah. Sorry.
1: I'm remembering sometimes I bought Israeli candles and I think they're longer than
0: the yeah. typical boxed candles and they may last 15 minutes. Mm. Yeah, but I, like I said, it's it, in tradition, by our tradition is to use olive oil oh, right. and that burns more beautiful and because the miracle took place with olive oil so it commemorates, it's also considered to be the pure light and everything so that would be the... Right. Okay, yeah. now, generally during Hanukkah there needs to be additional... Uh, time to spend studying Torah Uh, and it says about the Rebbe Rashab that after lighting the light of Hanukkah he would sit down next to the candles and he would sit and study there is also others that have the tradition that say that we eat during Hanukkah milk and cheese uh, that happened uh, to, to commemorate the miracle that I mentioned earlier of Yehudis, the daughter of Yochanan Kohen Gadol, who fed him cheese and got him thirsty, and then she drank him the wine, and then she chopped off his head, and that's the way the... It's also... Uh, and how his mother cried. Uh, it's also... We're supposed to have yeah, It's also... Uh, Mina, that reminds me of the story with Cicero. That's what the mother was crying when they beat Cicero. She was uh, sort of sure that he was going to be victorious, and then and she found out... I the same story. not know. This is, uh, this, is, this is from Tanakh, this is a different story, that's from the New Year. Um, the Jewish tradition, which usually a tradition of Jewish tradition is considered to be actually a, a Torah, an instruction, is to eat oily foods, oily <laughs> foods, as a, as a remembrance to the miracle of the oil. So, of course, latkes, uvganayot, uh, and various different... Uh, and uh, yeah. and um, it's also um, a time to get together for people, you know, family members, uh, people, uh, relatives. By the Rebbe's, you'd have latkes ovens. They would have people getting together to have some latkes and some time. Um, so uh, the Rebbe says that... People should utilize this time to make gatherings again. The Rebbe took everything and get people together, whether it's in schools or and in, in homes, whatever it is, get people together to strengthen Yiddishkeit, to bring joy. Men, for the men, for the women, for the women, for the children, everybody. Uh, in the all of the education institutions, at least once, and... Uh, and um, in those schools, some uh, some schools have vacational Hanukkah, like especially, I think in Israel it's an official vacation time on Hanukkah, I think. But if they have school, for sure, to make many get-togethers, uh, many assemblies over there, and uh, should have somebody give over some words of Torah connected to the day, and one of the children should light... Uh, and it's also uh, at that time we haven't spoken yet about it is to distribute Hanukkah gelt, uh, von Hanukkah gelt, um, and you know, Generally, for the community should have a get together on Hanukkah to celebrate the Hanukkah holiday. Um, the Rebbe also uh, encouraged people to uh, fulfill the tradition of giving Hanukkah gelt to children. Um, the Rebbe himself would send a lot of times, uh, you know, dollars or coins. To all the yeshivas, to everybody else, you know, we would get from the rebbe's. Rebbe's also, uh, rebbe said, Hanukkah guilt.
1: Why guilt?
0: Um, I think people appreciate guilt.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> was one when I was a kid. That's always I I got. I, <laughs> I,
0: I, I know that we had our, our grandson. Uh, so you know, before uh, for Hanukkah he came home, so we gave him a, guess, a dollar. You know, we gave him a quarter whatever it was. He says, "No, no, no! He wants the real money." He says, <laughs> "He <laughs> wants chocolate, chocolate coins." <laughs> he yeah. To him, this was everything. Is with the, it depends on your perspective. What's guilt? You know, to him, yeah. guilt was the chocolate.
1: Did like? This, this didn't
0: mean anything to him. Just the coins. Yeah. Um, it says that the previous Rebbe would give his daughters even after their marriage. Oh, it's going to be an expensive one. <laughs> 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 and also to his, also to his son-in-laws. Uh, and he gave him, he says, Rebbe says to give at least twice during Hanukkah, he says. Uh, and the Rebbe says, because of the uh, darkness of the exile, and especially that, you know, education has sort of uh, become so difficult and uh, we need to increase more light and more holiness, so to give every day of Hanukkah, oh, <laughs> it's going to be expensive, expensive, with the exception of Shabbos, of course. Uh, and the uh, and Rebbe says not to even give things that are permissible on Shabbos, because just to make a distinction, clearly, not to not get to involved in Shabbos. You can to
1: make up double the next day.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. But we know the saying about double, because usually the tradition was to give on the fourth or fifth night of Hanukkah was the day to give Hanukkah guilt. So the Rebbe says, if you give every day, give double on the <laughs> or give addition. So you'll, it'll still stand out. So you'll keep on the tradition by giving more.
1: Um, you give double because Shabbos comes out in the middle. You can't give on that day. That's like double mana. <laughs> that's four Shabbos. The
0: Rebbe says that um, married, you know, the the man and wife should ask each one Hanukkah <laughs> guilt. That's what says here. Um, also elderly people, the Rebbe says to uh, to help them out if they need Hanukkah guilt, you know, you give them
1: support inside. them with
0: Hanukkah guilt uh, so uh, this is um, the Rebbe says, the more, the better the earlier, the better um, and the Rebbe says to give Hanukkah to all the students And there was, even if you're not sure if he's a student or not give, it give the them law. anyways that, and uh, there's also the tradition of playing with a dreidel uh, and the dreidel uh, has the letters nes gadol nun gimel hey shin, and um, that's anyways that's the way it is in our dreidels, but in, in Israel they have a pay over there because it's pay. My daughter has one. Yeah. I brought
1: her one back from Israel one time. Uh,
0: uh, I, know, but I think damn, but. So um, now. It's Po, it's still, you know, it's still Shum. It was still in the old days. Isn't it mean.
1: gambling, too, when you, you're supposed to be oh, this yeah. spinning? yeah. I all, hey, you get <laughs> And uh,
0: sham. I think you was uh, one. Uh We also mentioned the tradition. Well, it's not. Well, the question is whether it's for keeps or not for keeps, and uh, that's another <laughs> thing. Is.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <enough> okay. <laughs> um,
0: and there's also people put on plays, and people disguise oh. themselves as the Hashminoim, <laughs> the Rebbe leaves no stone unturned. With no, it's the
1: festive holidays. Festive holidays, and uh, uh, but
0: the Rebbe says as clearly that it, you know, we're talking about there should be we especially when we're girls, in a modest way to check with a Rav what is permissible, what is not permissible, and uh, generally, the days of Hanukkah are very appropriate, very opportune time to get Jewish children together and to do these um, special things for them and as far as Tzedakah goes, it's traditional to increase Tzedakah during days of Hanukkah and uh, we are uh, obligated on Hanukkah to do both loving kindness with our money and also with our uh, with our body